0: Hey, it's the Stadium Journey Overtime podcast, and uh, hey, we got the whole we got the old band back together. It's actually Obey the Puck masquerading God, yeah. as Stadium Journey because we got uh, we got our old friends Dan Law here, we got Kelly Levy here who's come out of hiding. Kelly, nice to see you. I'm here, Paul okay. Baker, FuckmanRI, Man. Dan Law, eighty okay, three. Kelly Levy, I don't think you are uh, an online person anymore, so I'm not even going to try to remember your handles. Get Central. That's it. And we are joined by a couple of. Old friends and new friends, we got Melissa Burgess here from the Victory Press. Melissa, thanks for joining us. And we got our old friend Ryan Burgess here from the Buffalo Buttes And uh, why are we all getting together? Why are we doing Obey the Puck with some new friends and old friends? Well, there was some big news in women's hockey just a week ago, and we decided we needed to get the band back together and talk about it. So... Where do we start with the big news? Melissa, you have been covering this by like an actual journalist. So I'm going to let you take over and uh, let our readers know what the heck happened in women's hockey just over a week ago.
1: Thanks, Paul. Um, So it's been a whirlwind of a week. Um, For those who maybe don't know, what, what kind of happened to start, just to get a little bit of a primer here, is... The Premier Hockey Federation, the the PHF, formerly the NWHL, has been, you know, existing for eight seasons now. Um, And a few years ago, an organization called the PWHPA, the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, formed um, completely separate from the PHF. This was a group of players who many of them refused to play in the PHF in Wanted to campaign for things like better salaries, better working conditions, um, things like that. So they formed this separate association over time to work on those things. So what happened last week is all of a sudden, Thursday night, um, players from both sides, and I say sides even though I don't like to to play it like that because it's not like they're against each other. You know, they're both kind of working for the same things in some sense. Um, But players from both sides were on conference calls with their respective leaderships and were both told to the surprise of pretty much every single person that the PHF had been bought out. (laughs) Um, And this was, you know, crazy news. Uh, I found out, you know, right, pretty much as the players did um, very unexpected and the, the PHF was bought out by a group called the Mark Walter Group, um, who has been working with the PWHPA to eventually create this new professional women's hockey league. So basically by, by buying out the PHF, that kind of clears the path for a single more, quote unquote, professional women's hockey league in North America. Uh, from what I've talked to players and and other people that I've talked to, everyone on both sides was very surprised by this news. No one saw it coming, um, and you know it's impacted hundreds of players on both sides. So that's kind of the basis of where we are right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. This came out of nowhere, and I'm actually kind of glad that we waited a week to talk about this because I think if I would have tried to talk about this a week ago. It would have been all emotion and not fact. And Ryan, and talking to you over the past week, um, I think you feel a lot the same way I do, very much the same way I do.
2: I think you could safely assume that uh, <laughs> it's been it's been a whiplash from, you know, finding things out just as the players. And I've had the opportunity to speak with a couple of other Butte staffers, our social media manager, our equipment manager I spoke with today. It, it's been a week put it that way
0: so yeah a lot of people I've talked to have asked about this and they said all right so so this is a mer-. they're thinking back like when the NHL absorbed a bunch of teams from the WHA or when the NBA absorbed some teams from uh geez what league was that now? like why can't I think of what league that was both so, yeah um this was not this is not a merger this is more akin to a corporate takeover am I right
1: that's correct this is as as a, a pwhpa source told me this is a straight buyout
0: so the, uh, the the acronyms are just i i trip over these acronyms all the time the the people we'll call them the pw i guess and the p that's they sound too similar but anyway the uh basically the olympic players make up the bulk of the pwpha I, am i safe in saying that i'm sorry am i dumbing it down too much um I forgot what my point was going to be but <laughs>
3: nice. I oh
0: geez, that's what kind of week it's been I apologize for that. Um yeah the two the two groups were running their own parallel leagues. And Dan and Kelly we've talked about this for years. Ultimately their goal is the same in the long run is to get one league where all the best players are playing where the players can make a livable wage and ha- have a successful entity. Where the groups differed was how to go about that.
3: Kelly, if you since it's been so long, why don't you, why don't you take this part?
4: What wait? What part am I taking?
3: <laughs> um, Your response to Paul. Can you pay? Hey, okay, over here.
4: Yeah, I, no, I got it. I got it. it. Just it's yeah. I what what Paul said is true. You had you had two groups. Same ultimate goal disagreeing on on the the how, why, and when to to get there or if they would get there or whatever. Um, I I don't really know what to say. I'm I'm glad that there will be a, a single league. I'm not happy for all the people who found out, um, you know, just kind of out of the blue that all of a sudden they didn't have a team or an organization anymore. Um, I, I hope that that kind of pain and confusion will be worth it in the long run. Um, I don't know too much about the uh, the group that bought out the uh, Premier Hockey Federation. Um, the name that stuck out to me was uh, Billie Jean King. Because um, I, I know she's been involved in, in sports leagues for quite some time. And I know it's not just her. It's, it's a group that uses her name um, along with other people.
0: I think some of the Los Angeles Dodgers ownership is involved as well. Is that right?
1: You're correct. So the, just to to step in here, um, it's the Mark, the Mark Walter group is the ownership. Um, and they're like the owners of the Dodgers. Stan Caston, who is a part owner of the Dodgers is a board member uh, for the hockey. I'm just going to call it the hockey league because it doesn't have a a set name yet um so Stan Kasten will be a board member and Billie Jean King is also a board member along with um Alana Klaus I think her name is I'm sorry if I'm if I'm getting that wrong um so their 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 involvement is really as the board for the new league
0: so I guess uh part of our confusion too is information is coming out in bits and pieces and nothing is set in stone yet they haven't the uh, the league, that's, that's a nice way to do it, we'll call it the league, hasn't released a bunch of their plans. So what we're dealing with is a lot of rumor, a lot of speculation, and uh, we do know, we have heard some things, we we can't confirm them, we don't know how correct they are, maybe, Melissa maybe you know a little bit more than the rest of us. Um, so the plan right now is one league, best players in the league, everybody's going to be available to uh, to try out for this league. The uh, PWPHA, the Players Association for the league, um, ratified a contract. All right, here's one thing: they ratified an eight-year contract. That seems really not in their best interest for a brand new startup league. An eight-year contract. What, what's anybody's opinion on that? Is it is it something that gives our, gives the league stability, or is it a is it a
2: death wish by the players? Uh, just from Outsider looking in, my thought on that is um, – what is my thought on that? Uh, my thought is that, uh, you know, in seeing Melissa review some of the things that are in the CBA, it's my take that there's a lot of good things that are codified and solidified in that. I think it's a great starting point, point. Um, and we'll see what this new league looks like after eight years. Uh, certainly, there's going to be some things that are going to have to be adjusted or changed based on both player and ownership feedback.
0: So, so a positive about a long-term CBA is that it gives the league a good fo- foundation to build on. Potential stumbling block is if things don't work so well, you may be stuck in something that's unyieldy or doesn't work. Sorry. So I know one of the goals of the league is to give the elite women hockey players who play for the league a livable wage. So one of the complaints that that the Olympians had about the PW, the PHFC, the acronyms are going to get me. I have much brain right now. It's a Friday night when we're recording. Um, was that it was never a livable wage. A lot of players had to have a, a a real job during a real job during the day, and then be hockey players at night. So the goal is to make it so everybody who plays in this league, if they choose, can be hockey players, professional hockey players. So I think the goal, is I saw it the uh average salary is going to be about $55,000, correct me if i'm wrong, a year. uh upper level 80 was it 85 or 90,000? so you know, you're not going to get rich, but it's a livable wage. you can make a career making that much money a year. yeah,
3: Hopefully. so
1: just just going off of the information um cuz i i have a copy of the CBA. um minimum salaries will be 35,000 And then the stipulation is that average salaries on each team will be 55,000. There is no maximum salary. And there's also no stipulation of a certain salary cap for the teams right now. Um, Obviously that could come later, but right now that's what it says. But the other thing with the salaries as well is, you know, so let's say you've got a player making $35,000. That's obviously not, a livable wage right now but there is also a housing stipend um of i believe it's fifteen hundred dollars a month so that's a you know that's a sizable amount if you ask me um that would more than pay my rent (laughs) each month so then if you don't have to worry about paying that rent out of your salary your salary looks a
3: lot more lucrative kelly go ahead you were going to say something
4: um my question whenever I hear about salaries is simply health insurance especially for athletes it's kind of I don't know it seems to be it's through the teens I hope I hope that's the case uh for for the for the new league um but that's uh, that can heat up that that salary real quick if it isn't um but I don't know I don't know those details I don't know if anyone else does either
1: There will be no uh, employee contribution to the premiums for health, dental, or vision insurance. Wow.
0: Okay, that's that's a plus. So um, wow. the play. So this summer, the PHF did a lot about did a lot of work and a lot of talk about having a salary cap, which they dubbed as the largest salary cap in the history of women's sports. Um, players were signing contracts. Um. So, in some cases multiple year contracts for uh for big big bucks in some cases this buyout nullified all of their contracts is that correct
1: yes that's correct
0: so what happens to those players i i know there were some stipulations as part of the agreement
1: yeah so um i haven't actually been able to talk to phf commissioner reagan Carey. yet she um we've just haven't been able to connect yet um but from what i've heard and i i can't like independently confirm this but from what i've heard phf players who had signed a contract for next season will get uh, i believe it's one twelfth of the salary that they were scheduled you know that they were signed for 100%. um and players who don't play in another league next season and that does not mean just this new league but no going overseas yeah yeah, the language is vague enough that even if they play overseas um, but if they don't play in another professional league next season they'll also get to share in this million dollar pool which of course depends how many players are a part of that if it's you know anything worthwhile or just kind of chump change
0: all right. So should we jump into maybe the biggest part of this announcement or the rumors? I don't want to say this announcement cuz this has not been announced, but the biggest part of the rumor mill is that um there's going to only be 6 teams in this league to start. Go ahead, Dan. You, I see the face.
3: That, okay, because I'm going to be honest and and y- y- yeah, listen, you can smack me right through the screen um when Late I on honest. No, no, no! It's not that. It's not going where you think. <laughs> when I when I had the initial news break, I got I was excited because the name I paid attention to was Billy Jean King, and I was like, "Sweet, now get a team in Philly. Let's go!" Uh, and then, and then everything else. It was like for me because I was taking all this news in off Twitter and Facebook and trying to gather as much as possible,
0: like the it rest of us. Like,
3: it went like that. And then it just kind of like that. So in my mind, and I could be completely off base on this, there was no way that I could believe that they're going to start this new Super League. I'm going to call it a Super League. With less teams. Um, Which and, and right around that. time, Oh, my God. There's so much information hitting my ADHD mind that day. Uh, the other thing that I read like around the same time was I saw somebody tweet, well, that's gonna be a problem because then you're gonna have some of the players that are not gonna make the team. And and of course my head went, Well, that's professional sports. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the point. I'm sorry, I like I, I get it. There's no way they're starting with less after all of the after all of that buildup. We could debate and we can at the end of this episode about The bads of the NWHL slash PHF, but from nothing to this, and then kind of just smack some of it away. I can't believe that that's the first thing there. I can't believe that. I don't want to believe that. Is what I'm saying, Melissa.
0: Yeah, it was quite. That was probably maybe the biggest shocker because if you think that the PWPHA with their uh, with their Dream Gap tour, they had four teams. The PHF had seven teams, so there's eleven fully stacked hockey teams there. And now we're going to cut that almost in half in the first year of this league. So yeah, yes, there's going to be some players who don't make it. The worry, I'm coming at this from a PHF because I have worked for the Pride for the last six years. So I'm thinking, all right, so uh, the uh, PHF players are going to get the scraps. You know, you're going to take the, the PW players. They're going to get first dibs on roster spots. So that leaves maybe... 40 spots open for a PHF play that has come out to not necessarily be the case, right? They're going to have some kind of tryouts training camp
1: so forth. Yeah. So I think the, the first thing to keep in mind, well, there's two things that I want to point out um, that have become very clear in the interviews that I've done over the past week. So first thing that Stan Caston, who was, you know, one of the board members pointed out to me is that he has never said and they have never said officially it's six teams that is what it is believed to be and you know i certainly can see that being the case but that has not been confirmed yet so just like the team locations they're still figuring those out they're still working those out so all of that is very much in flux um so we kind of need to take everything that's being said with a grain of salt because there's still a lot that's not you know set in stone yet right and I forgot what other point I was
3: going to make. Oh
0: my gosh. And it's great. I had a counterpoint and I forgot that too. So please, listeners are sorry. We, we, we do know. What I brought about. up,
3: I brought up the n- number of teams and I brought up the other comment I made was the, well, making the team. Uh, there's a lot of players oh. that are going to lose out. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's professional sports. But on, on the other hand, Perhaps not cut down the number of teams, that won't really be a problem. I just don't see how you have all that talent. I never watched a PHF game, was like, this is not as good as the other stuff. Like, I don't, I don't understand.
0: So the the, the Dream Gap Tour, which is what the PW players were doing, they had some home hubs. So if we're gonna do some speculating, and you know, this is a podcast, so we're gonna we're gonna be wildly speculative with a That's lot what of what we, we do. do. Exactly. they had certain hub cities you've got to figure those cities have the inside track for franchises would i be right in assuming that
1: i would not necessarily assume that um but i do remember the other point that i wanted to bring up and just something that we all need to keep in mind when we're talking about all of this you know so you talked about how you initially thought PWHPA players would have the, you know, kind of first dibs, mm-hmm. and then that leaves 40 roster spots for PHF players. But we also have to consider this is not just PWHPA players and PHF players. There are also international players who may want to come over. There are also a bunch of collegiate players who yeah. are looking for a spot. So it's it's a much wider pool of players than, you know, we first jump to PWHPA players and PHF players but it's actually a much wider pool of players. Um, But I think in the end, you know, if it is six teams, it's about sustainability right now. And it's, you know, not jumping into a 10 league, 10 team league in year one.
0: Right. You don't want to have a 14 team league with six of them that are not financially stable or viable. So uh, Dan and Kelly, I know we talked for years and years when we were pumping up the NWHL over the years is that, they started small and grew in baby steps. And we may be looking at that whole process once again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember when um, I only got to go to like two CWHL events, but I remember going to one and it was about a year, I think, or so before its demise. Rest in peace. But, mm. you know, it was when the commissioner was talking about expansion. And at this point, the CWHL is 10 years old and the commissioner was very much uh we're still an infant league you know so they were taking a very very gradual approach and i think the phf did that in the beginning as well Mm. um but if you want to talk about new you know markets for the new league i think you know ryan i'm sure you can jump in on that
0: well as someone who went to a worcester blades game in the final year of the cwhl i can tell you firsthand how horrible it is to have a bad team in a bad market uh I love to tell the story about the Worcester Blades. They went 0-24 in their season, and they only scored in their season, I think they only scored like 43 or 48 goals, so less than two goals a game, and they gave up over seven goals a game. So their average score was 7-2. to It was just uh, not quality hockey. And so you don't want to flood a new league that you're trying to market to the masses as the best league, best women's league in the world. And you don't want to have teams like the Worcester Blades in it. Sorry. So, Ryan, go ahead. Uh, speculating about markets. Where could where could uh, we be seeing teams? I think that's the biggest kerfuffle, at least in my little corner of the country.
2: But go ahead. Let me start addressing some of these rumors that we've heard. Let me go on the record as oh, saying that it's like absolutely guys. absurd that Boston is not reported to have a team. There is so much women's hockey in Boston. It is a true hub in every sense of the word. You've got rinks, you've got ice. There's, God knows how many schools there that that, that have women's hockey, especially at the Division One level. It it's unfathomable to me that it's report twenty. Lord have mercy. Uh, almost unfath- ha- almost
0: half of all Division One programs are in New England. <laughs> uh, it.
2: It, it's proven that that it, hockey works in Boston. It's just something that's in the city's blood, like here in Buffalo. We got the Sabres and the Buttes in our blood here. Um so I really hope that rumor is not accurate. Um, I think Boston is a fantastic location. Um, you know, however many Isabel Cups y'all have won, you're sold out Warrior Arena game after game. Yeah, three. High. I'm happy with one.
4: Boo!
2: Hey, uh, I was at the one you guys won, Ryan. Uh, We won't bring that up, except to say that Breanne McLaughlin-Biddle is a saint. McLaughlin. <laughs> and McLaughlin. She'll still chirp me on Twitter every once in a while about that game. You deserve it. <laughs> as far as uh, some of the other markets, uh, you know, alluding to what Melissa had said a few minutes ago, about the pwhpa hubs i know there was one in calgary so and the rumors that we've heard again stressing rumors are that toronto and montreal will be two of the locations those make sense we've heard Um, three canadian markets am i right right it'd be the rumor is three u.s three canadian um so my initial thought was toronto montreal calgary because that's a pwhpa hub yep Another rumor i heard is that the third uh city in canada might be ottawa which would make sense if they're trying to keep travel down or the cost of travel and the distance down. Um the us teams the rumor or what i think would make sense is pittsburgh because i think they, i think the pdub had an event there uh correct me if i'm wrong. Um
3: DC, also uh just to jump
1: in pittsburgh uh, Amanda Kessel works with the Penguins, so there is an established relationship there.
2: Uh, the other two American markets that I've heard rumors are Washington, D.C. There was a PWHPA event there very well received, and I think New York City was the third to, just to keep that media market. I mean, those are all you know, suitable locations, but... Um, throwing away established markets and with how how loyal and how how loyal the fans have been and how good the teams have been most of the time um I I just hope that's not the case
0: yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out uh, yeah other, I've heard I
2: couldn't uh I'm sorry Paul the other one I couldn't see them getting rid of right away is Minnesota because they have been an established uh, hockey team since well before the NWHL or PHF ever came into form.
0: Right. They ran as an independent team for years on their own. But yeah, I've I've heard several different uh, variations on your theme, Ryan. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Hopefully hopefully there's more than six teams and hopefully uh, some deserving markets don't get left out in the cold.
2: And, you know, even if, as unthinkable as it might be, even if Boston and Buffalo aren't part of the first wave, maybe we're part of the second wave. Maybe we'll be back in it sooner than we thought. So we won't know anything until there's an official announcement, which is how far away, Melissa, that you've heard?
1: Um, the belief is that in August, they want to have you know their big launch press conference gala announcement.
0: Right. They're not planning on having the season start until January, so there's a lot of pieces that need to be put into place. Uh, contracts, tryouts, uh, uh, leases with arenas. So...
3: I I just thought it was odd. What was really the killer for me was I really thought it was odd. There was like zero communication after the announcement was made. Like, nothing. <laughs> that... I. I can't imagine that. The, I can't imagine that the 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 uh, the what am I what do I want to call it the conglomerate that bought everybody out didn't have this plan for months weeks. I hope. I, Melissa, so you can smart me up to it. But it, it was yeah, hopeless I mean, at the end of the night.
1: I, I do think it's it's interesting that you know it's a week later and we still haven't heard anything official official but um the phf and the pwhpa but both put out you know pretty quick um loose statements that really didn't even address you know the players impacted or anything um but i think that this all was planned from what i've heard to have happened months ago you know the goal was to have this all done in like february um because they didn't want, you know, players to be signing contracts and then have them voided and all that. That was never the intention, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, but things fell behind, you know, as, as things do. And so this is when it, it just happened to fall into place. And uh, just to be clear for anyone who's, who's watching this. So the PWHPA um, has now ratified its collective bargaining agreement that voting started on thursday night and ended on sunday night they did ratify it successfully that was completely separate from this group buying the phf the two things ha- literally just happened to be occurring at the same time but again that's a product of the timing just because this this acquisition of the phf was really in the works for a long time was supposed to happen months ago and the collective bargaining agreement has been in the works for you know years. Um so it really just the two timelines kind of ran up against each other. And so it led a lot of people to think that they were connected, but really they were totally separate things.
0: So uh from the PW perspective, why would or actually I shouldn't say it's the PW, why would this owner group, ownership group buy out the rival league and not just start their own?
1: I think it makes sense, you know, just because, well, first of all, if you want to have the best players, some of those best players are in the PHS. So you buy them out, then you can really have the whole pool of players to pick from. Um, plus, just from, you know, a marketing standpoint and everything, um, it's just easier to have everyone under one umbrella. And, you know, it's, it's what everyone in women's hockey has kind of been working towards everyone wants that one league. It's been in talks for God knows how long. And this is how, this is the first step of how we get there.
0: So uh, by purchasing, uh, one of the things I heard about the reasoning behind purchasing the rival league is that the PHF had established marketing arms and uh, social media channels, et cetera, et cetera, uh, media contracts but they are choosing to just do away with all of those. What's the benefit of starting from scratch? What would be the benefit of maybe keeping some of that stuff in place?
1: So I just pulled up my article from last week and the the quote from, from Stan Caston saying what Mark Walter said to him was kind of midway through the season. Mark said to me, we could have an opportunity here to have the best league for all of the best players let's just buy the PHF to help facilitate that vision. So really that is, that is where they were coming from. Um, As for, you know, like the media rights and everything, they're really, if they're really going to have the best players, then maybe there's a TV deal in there. Um, I know that's something that a lot of people, myself included, would love to see is, you know, not, not ESPN plus, but real on the TV ESPN. But
3: But also on ESPN plus, so I can watch it. also yes no. yes thank you uh kelly did you have any questions or anything you wanted to add uh while we had a break here
4: no not really <laughs> I, I i
3: don't know no all, right. all good paul continue
0: all right so uh all right panel who benefits
2: the most just from uh from now one league i think the fans i really think the fans will see the most benefit because as Melissa's article uh, alluded to, read it at the victorypress.org. Um, as she alluded to, it is the best women's hockey players in the world in one place. It's what, uh, you know, we've been, we've waited for, for so long. And this January, it'll be here.
0: Um, Obviously I, I would think that the, the players are going to benefit salaries are going to be in a place where they never have been before so opportunities are going to be there uh who gets hurt by this this merger or not this merger this buyout
1: just to go back to who benefits you know the i definitely agree with you paul that the players benefit but it's not just even salary it's even just the little things that maybe you and i don't think about when we think about a pro sports league like travel and you know, planes and buses and, mm-hmm. you, you know, just per diems for food, things like that, that um, we haven't always seen in the PHF um, that we've known of. Those resources have not always been there for players. And this is really going to take it to that next level and make sure that players are guaranteed by the CBA, guaranteed rights to the per diems, to the, you know, air travel, to, you know, it even stipulates like that they're going to make the best efforts to make sure players get either aisle or window seats. Like <laughs> it's just those little things that yeah. make it a professional level, um, which I know Ryan and I were talking about, you know, kind of how the the Buttes um, a few years ago when they were under the ownership of the Pagulas, kind of had a lot of those resources and had that Level of professional amenities and that kind of stirred the creation of the PWHPA. Brian, do you wanna
2: jump in? Well, just to expand on on that, I I believe it, it's not unreasonable to think that a lot of the complaints that certain players had with the way the NWHL was run that that wasn't already happening before, but seeing kagula sports and entertainment come in and operate the buttes like a professional hockey team should be operated i mean i'm talking you know meals after practice access to ice whenever they wanted access to you know weight weight training facilities because that's at lecom harbor center um uh you know professional social media even advertising i mean i'd be um the 33 going downtown for a junior Sabres game and on a digital billboard, there's an ad for the next butte game. Uh, it was marketed extremely well. They had a video open uh, even and playing the game at KeyBank Center. I think that really opened the eyes to everybody else that, you know, this is what we should have. And right now in what's called a professional league, it was a professional league. Um, only one team out of the five or six that are there is providing that. So a rising tide lifts all boats. And I really believe that was just like cherry on top that sent the PWHPA under creation.
1: And as for, you know, who's hurt by all this, this, um, obviously, you know, like we talked about, if there's going to be six teams, there's a lot fewer spots. There's a lot of players who aren't going to have a place to play next season, um, who aren't going to make one of those teams or who just logistically would not be able to move or, you know, for whatever reason, because we don't know where the teams are going to be. And if, you know, if I'm living in Minnesota and all the teams are on the East coast, I may or may not be able to relocate depending on what the salary options are and, and all that. Yeah. Um, right. So obviously there's going to be players who are going to be left behind or who are going to, you know, retire early as a result of this. And yeah. and that absolutely sucks.
0: Yeah. I think of, you know, a few examples came right to my mind, like a player, like say uh, Jillian Dempsey, one of the top players in the PHF. She has an established teaching career. If there's no team in Boston, is she going to drop her teaching career to go play in New York or Toronto that's a that's a decision she's going to have to make or somebody like uh, Mallory Soliotis just got or Sammy Davis just got their PhDs have full-time jobs in their chosen careers. Are are they going to put their education and careers on holds to uh, fulfill their hockey dreams? These are choices a lot of players are going to going to have to face sooner rather than later. I mean, we, as athletes, everybody comes to the end of the road and, Usually that decision is made for you. But now some some players are going to have to make that decision. All right, do I move on with my life, or do I want to continue to be a professional hockey player? That might thin the hurt a
3: little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had no fault. Uh, ignore her. She's uh she's a bit messy right now. Um No, I I I don't I don't see it as a good idea, you know, and, I'm, and I know it's the I know eventually it will come down to money. And I just don't think it's a great idea to shrink back down with something that's established. Not that much. Not that much. That, that's just. A, uh, that. Buns be, would uh, that would have been buns a good be, starting point. Uh, gee, I don't know. Maybe no, we may be looking at eight. We don't know what I Moses mean, like said. We uh,
2: don't
3: know. That just bums me out at the at the jump, man. I just it's gonna be like James Gunn restarting DC. I, I'm not gonna care at first then if you're gonna start that way. <laughs> uh call I, me a curmudgeon.
0: I've called you that once or twice, among other things. Nah, shut up. Uh, My this is and this is my gut feeling not based on any kind of evidence whatsoever is even if we do start off at six I don't think we'll be at six for long like you had alluded to Melissa we've got dozens of college players who are good enough to play professionally entering the ranks every year we've got players from overseas I know for the PHF they were getting players from uh, from not only from Europe but from Asia as well so I, I just think there's more talent out there than spots, at least to begin with. So I think the league is primed to grow. So even if we start at six, even if cities like Boston or Buffalo lose out at first, I don't think they'll be out in the cold for too long. That makes sense to me. I know I'm not phrasing these as questions as I should, but. No, you're really not. <laughs> no,
1: That's okay. I agree. I, should... <laughs> um, I agree, but also, you know, one thing that I think it was Jaina Hutford really stressed to me was that the players in the PWHPA, and I know that's a totally separate group than the PHF players, but the players in the PWHPA who have kind of been working towards this new league and the CBA and everything, they've known all along that, you know, plain and simple fact is there's not going to be enough spots for everyone and not everyone's going to make it. But the benefit of this is it's not just for the players of today. It's also for the players of tomorrow. You know, you think about a player like like Hillary Knight, who's more than likely not going to be around at the end of the CBA right. uh, or even in, you know, the last maybe two years of the CBA. So it's not just about the players of today, but it is about the players of tomorrow and and setting the ground for, for them.
0: And that's something that's been remarkable is the uh, the responses from the players. And, and I don't take this as just union speak. I take this as genuine is to a person. They have all, said that this is what we've been all been working for for all these years is one league with all the best players whether no matter which side of the aisle they're coming from they're all saying that same message and the and some of these players are players that know that their time is limited or or their time may be finished now but they're still saying this is what's best for the game and that's that's a pretty important message i think with all our hysteria's fans is oh we just lost the team we've been supporting for 10 years That's, that's uh, the thing to remember is this, this is a very positive development and that's why I'm glad we waited a week to have this conversation. It
1: is, it is. And I think, (laughs) you know, waiting a week, A, there's been a ton more information that we've learned, but it also kind of lets you step back from, you know, the emotion of the initial shock of it all and kind of say, okay, yes, this is very shocking. Yes, this is really detrimental for a bunch of people, but it's also a really positive thing overall for women's hockey. Um, the quote that Ryan pointed out to me that I should really mention here from Stan Caston was, this is not a short-term thing. It's not a long-term thing. They envision it as a permanent thing. You know, this is an investment in the future of women's hockey forever. It will change the, the game. It will change the sport of women's hockey forever.
0: So going forward, are we envisioning this to be more of a WNBA model or nwsl model can it reach those kind of
2: levels of success can it surpass them i don't see why not sky's the limit as as long as this financial support is there and you know they get the advertising dollars and the media dollars you know as was alluded to with the tv deal uh shoot if that three on three that three ice thing which I know is just in Pittsburgh. If that can get on CBS, there's no reason professional women hockey can't get on, you know, television.
0: The limited times that the PHF was on, uh, had any kind of television they always did some fantastic ratings. So I, I agree with you there, Ryan. So I'm I just guess saying, I'm ahead, just man. saying
3: with all the chances that, uh, uh, men's sports has gotten over the last 4,000 years that, you know, it, this this will just, you know, just this will be fine. <laughs> you you can
1: literally watch Cornhole on ESPN. I was okay. just going to mention uh, Cornhole so as well. Yeah. I can watch Cornhole. Yeah. I should be able to watch <laughs> professional women's
3: hockey. Do me a favor. Pardon the French. I'm going to let one um one F-bomb slip and not edit it. Uh, I don't fucking better, watch better. Cornhole. I, you know, I don't, I don't I, put women's hockey on please. I'll watch it. I can't tell you how many times. I can't I want to put this on record. I can't tell you how many times I've been so enraged, anger, and hate towards the NHL and those stupid old guys that run the league, because it is not Barry Gary Barry Getman. Sure, we'll keep it. Um, that I'm like, you know what? There's a bunch of there's a bunch of PHF on this weekend. That's what I'm watching. <laughs> oh, there's college women's hockey on. Good. I'll watch that instead. Other than sitting through the debacle nightmare that is the Flyers, um, yeah, I, women's hockey has been usually the go-to the last two three years. Uh, Not for long, Dan. How's
2: uh, how's our friend Danny Breer treating you so far?
3: I like the jerseys. <laughs> I really I, I, Hold on, if we're going to go there, since since we since uh, Dave and Mark won't let me talk about this on Stadium Journey. Just a quick aside, because uh, Kelly didn't like him either. <laughs> Kelly does not like those jerseys, and I understand. But this is literally what I've been asking for for the last 10 years because I was like, I don't want to see a remix of the stuff the bullies were wearing. I want to see something new. They've literally taken little bits from each of the jerseys they've ever had and shoved it into one, and I friggin' love it. Now, if they could put some wins behind those things, that would be nice. Thank you, Danny Briere. I like the moves he's done, uh, but I need to see – results on the ice and i really really need my one stipulation for honestly my one stipulation for me personally to watch a game at the beginning of the season is i don't want to see tony d'angelo wearing a jersey with the orange and black i don't care how much money we have to retain get him out of here anyway continue
0: how do you follow that up
3: uh but tony d'angelo is right, not the, in the phf so there you go there you <laughs> go
0: so as uh women's hockey fans where are we going now Let, let's uh let's talk short term and then let's pull out our crystal balls where where are we going to see women's hockey in 10 years
1: i think that's a really <laughs> good question i mean i think it'll you know or if you're starting with six teams you grow to eight, then you grow to 10, and maybe you grow to 12 in 10 years. Um, obviously, you don't want to grow too big, too fast. The money has to be there. But, you know, the Mark Walter group is worth literally billions of dollars. And they are very supportive of women's sports. Um, they also own the the Sparks in the WNBA, for anyone who may not know that. So they do already have an investment in women's sports. Um, so, you know, there's no, no, no reason that there can't be A team in calgary and a team in minnesota and you know vancouver i think would be a great market for a women's hockey team down the road um kind of get that you know if we're if we start with an east coast bias then we start working on that west coast you know a team somewhere in california um the was it the sharks well, the Sharks, the Ducks, like, they all just worked with the PWHPA. The Ducks
0: had a, yeah, Yeah. they had a really successful event in Anaheim where they, I think they sold out the pond, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I think so. So, you know, so then maybe you pivot to working there. Um, I do think the support of NHL teams in the respective markets or OHL teams even um, is important. I think that's going to play a key role in expansion down the line. But I also think um one other thing that we'll see is the the start of a development league at some point kind of akin to the ahl Uh, and that could maybe fill in some of those smaller markets but it will also provide more opportunities for more players to play hockey
0: anyone anyone else uh, thoughts on what women's hockey is going to look like in 10 years or what uh, are we expecting out of this new league in the short term
3: well, here I'll I'll ask the first one first. Uh, do it. Answer do the it. First one, uh, uh, Philly, please. Thank you. So that's not. So should we, should listen, we put I'm, our
0: wish list, or where 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 should you put teams?
3: I'm I'm happy. I I'm easily entertained. Give me something in Philadelphia and or or DC, since I uh, that's my locale now, and uh, I'll be happier than a pig in mud. Um, I want to twist this around a little bit, and I want to start with Melissa on this one. I, this might be hard for you to answer because of all the reporting you did, and I know you, you, you got to keep it cool so you don't have to answer this. It's not going to be that uh, devious of a question. What gets you invested? In August, the announcement comes. What is going to get you invested day one um, because I pretty much said it, if I don't get at least eight teams and they're somewhere near the teams that are existed, I'm kind of like, I don't care. What gets you invested day one? All right. I'm in. That was it. That's all I needed to hear.
1: Well, I'm already in obviously. Um, but if I'm well, not yeah. me and I'm just a normal person, I, I think it's, you know, a TV contract. Um, I think that that plays a huge role in it because you get so many eyes, whether it's, I'm sitting down to watch this on purpose or I'm scrolling through the channels and I see this and I'm, Oh, this looks interesting. Or, Oh, that was a big play that I just saw on sports center. Maybe I'll watch the next game in this league. You know, that's that kind of TV coverage. That to me is the key.
3: Brian.
2: Uh, For me speaking as. Uh, well, just now a fan of women's hockey. And as someone who was previously, uh, you know, right there behind the glass, but uh, now might be on the outside looking in, uh, I'm following my players, I'm following my alumni, just to see if they end up and where they end up. You know, once you're, once you're a member of the Buttes or once you're a member of the Boston Pride or the Whitecaps, you're a Butte, a member of the Pride or a Whitecap, for example, for life. And you know, I got a I got a lot of loyalty for my for the players who put on the jersey of the team that I work for. So that's going to be me. Is uh, well, one a just following them, and one b is this going to be easy to watch somewhere? Because if I have to jump through hoops, I'm I'm out. Oh,
0: well, my answer is going to sound a whole lot like Ryan's uh, because. Our roles were identical in different cities, so yeah, I'm I'm in this into this league because I want to see where my friends end up, where where the players I've got relationships with, where are they going to go? And you know what? If you're playing in Calgary, if there's a lot of ex pride in Calgary, Calgary may be my new team if we don't have a team here in Boston. Um, and B, just like uh, Melissa said, just like Ryan said, it's got to be accessible. If I've got to search through uh, cable networks or internet pages to uh to try to follow this league I've got enough other options near the top of my list where y- you've I'm sorry women talking you gotta you gotta make it accessible to me or else my interest could fall off'll I'll remain a I'll keep a casual interest but yeah to keep me invested like I am invested and believe me I'm invested um I need to be able to find it
3: I just I just don't understand how they couldn't Cornhole how 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 is that precedent God damn it.
2: Oh. uh piggybacking on what Paul said um uh, I know you know all we're all three of us that have spoken on this we're all on the same wavelength but um Paul, I think I can safely say for you that if this new league comes calling back to our to our towns, we're jumping right back in if they'll have us absolutely.
0: I'm not even thinking about it. I'm in. So, uh, where, where do new, I sign? New league. Here I am. Yeah. So, uh, Kelly, how about you? Uh, as as someone who doesn't have a vested interest, like like many of us on this panel, what what's going to get you into a new pro women's team and get you to get your attention, get your dollars, get you to pay attention to it?
3: Um. I think we lost that connection a while ago. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah,
3: sorry. Dan, how about you then? Same question. Uh, I I need some sort of, I, I'm going to be honest, uh, mine's loaded and it's a, <laughs> I need some sort of connection to the old league. I loved this league. Sorry. I know there were faults with, uh, I don't want to get too into, I know there was problems with some of the ownerships. Uh, I know there was problems with some of the coaches. Um, hopefully that goes away. Uh but I need some sort of, it's. I hate to go back to the wrestling thing. Well, no, I didn't go to the wrestling thing before I went to the DC Universe crap. So I'll go to the wrestling crap. I need some sort of lineage attaching it to that.
2: I think I just got just the piece for you. It's my hope that they retain the Isabel Cup as the championship trophy.
3: Oh God, yes. It just makes
2: too much sense. At least from my chair.
3: I, 100%, 100%. If that's the lineage that they keep, and it's their Stanley Cup. That's all I needed. But I, yeah. I I need something like that to be selfish for a second. Other than the Philly thing, which is pretty selfish. But, yeah, I'll watch anyway. Come on. Bye. All right.
0: I know we're, we're kind of we just touched on the warm and fuzzy, and that would be a great place to end this podcast. But, man, I just had a thought come to my head, and I, I would feel bad if we didn't at least address some of these rumors about The PHF making themselves available because of financial difficulties and them handing out contracts that they could not, were not going to be able to keep. Is there, Melissa, is there any truth to that? Or would that have been a factor in this whole deal? Or was this deal going down regardless?
1: From what I've heard, this deal was going down regardless. Uh, Like I said, I think this deal was supposed to go down back in, you know, January, February, February. and I think it was an article by Erica Ayala where Reagan Carey talks about kind of working in these parallel universes where they were working on this deal while also working on plans for season nine in case that deal fell through or couldn't be completed in time. Um, and that's why they were signing those contracts and everything. I, I don't think there's any truth to the the bankruptcy or financial woes. Rumors. Okay.
0: Awesome. So, um. All right, I guess uh did we touch on everything that we need to touch on? And is anybody got any questions, comments, anything that we did not
2: touch on? I think we were pretty thorough. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a thought here from uh Connecticut Will Captain Shannon Turner. Uh and I know I've been struggling with a lot of what she's talking about here, but I'll just share this. Uh it's on her Twitter. Um, uh, and this is to anyone. Certainly, it might, it applies to me, it might apply to you, Paul. For anyone who might be watching or listening to this, that was involved with one of these teams in the PHF from Toronto and La Fort de Montreal, all the way out to Minnesota, Connecticut, Metro, Boston, and Buffalo. For anyone who feels their worth, value, or impact is tied to the existence of a league or a team, know that it firmly is not. All the time spent, memories made, Positive impacts you made on fans, teammates that you know about and don't know about. The success you helped cultivate for however long your tenure was. These moments do not cease to exist simply because a team league really does or does not. So in short, all this news that's come out in the past week doesn't invalidate what I did or what you did, Paul, or anything that anyone did. We all helped build this and helped get it to the point where it is today. I just thought that was important to share.
0: All right, and geez, I can't think of a better place to end our conversation than this. No, so. ask
3: a bit, another downer question before we. I end don't up. have
0: another downer question.
3: No, what am on. I gonna do with myself now? In- uh, you only <laughs> have fifty other teams you announced for.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, on a I'm you- hanging a banner in uh, November. That'll that's fun.
0: That yeah. is fun. So yeah, Why people not? have asked me like, "What are you gonna do now?" It's like. I don't know. this this freeze this frees up 12 dates 14 dates in my winter yeah. so that now yeah, uh,
3: he'll be fine folks
0: I'll, I'll be okay don't worry about it don't worry about good old paulie so uh <laughs> everyone thanks for joining us we hope uh hope we entertained and enlightened a little bit we want to thank you all. For i'm so glad we had
3: this conversation i needed a little bit of therapy after that date
0: dan that that friday i happened to be driving up to buffalo that day because uh pam and i had started we're starting a little baseball road trip and the the news broke and uh i think ryan and i it was a good thing pam was driving because i think we were texting back and forth for a couple hours just uh commiserating in our misery and then dan pops in dan popped in randomly sometimes we got to do a podcast about this i said i'm talking to ryan right now
3: (laughs) get him in (laughs) it now i wanted um... to talk about it like there's so much there's so much to talk about. And I re- and honestly, I didn't really think of it because, like I said, I took it as pot. I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. This is going to be great. And then my friend Dana on Twitter, who's listening right now, brought up a point, like an immediate counterpoint that went. It's like. Oh, can we get right? <laughs> That's all sad and crap. It was just an immediate. Dan was full guy.
2: space balls with this podcast. He's like, when will well, then be now?
3: Yeah. Soon. When will then be that soon? How soon?
0: <laughs> well, well, anyway, I'm glad we did this and Melissa and Ryan, thanks for coming on board and joining us. Um, would you almost would you like to let people know where they can uh, follow your work at the victory press and wherever else they may be able, be looking for some fine investigative journalism and the like.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so first of all, I just want to say to anyone watching this, support the players you know that's the, that's the most important thing support the players in wherever they go forward whether they go to this new league whether they go to you know play overseas just keep supporting them that's really the important thing here is these players not just now but for the future um as for my reporting um i'm currently working on a deeper dive into the collective bargaining agreement and kind of taking it in pieces and seeing how it compares to the CBAs of the NWSL and the WNBA. Um, so that will be coming out in the next day or so at victorypress.org. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Melissa Burgess. Uh, I also cover the Sabres for my website, Die by the Blade. Uh, and what else do I do, Ryan? No, oh, we work for, you know, Canisius and the Junior Sabres during the hockey season. Oh, and Niagara Cha. You I going to say anything? We do a lot. Okay, folks, we're busy people
0: that's the that's the way of this lifestyle isn't it (laughs) Yeah. ryan how about yourself pimp pimp out yourself my friend
2: well as melissa alluded to i am the public address voice and music director for the atlantic hockey champion canisius college canisius university now Golden griffins um that's still unreal to say and we'll talk more about how all that shook out after we finish recording um Mm -hmm. I also do uh, Niagara's A-C-H-A team, so I spent some time up at Dwyer Arena playing with lights uh, because we got a light show. Um, the Buffalo Junior Sabres of the Ontario Junior Hockey League make their return this fall after a three-year absence due to COVID restrictions. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I try to take people behind the curtain as it is and give them a look at what goes into producing these games. I'm on Twitter at BurgeMania. Instagram at burgemania 87
1: Do the voice, do the voice, do the voice.
2: For all of us at Stadium Journey, this is Ryan Burgess telling you to take care of yourselves and each other. I'm kidding. Play me out, Johnny.
0: <laughs> Burjmania, I love your handle, man. Dan, how about yourself? Where can we find your funky self? Uh, DanLaw83.
3: Hold on, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You won't hear this, but I, 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 I Dan DanLaw83.
0: Hey, don't be playing with echoes because when I'm doing baseball games, I've got a headset on, and I have found that I am now dealing with hearing the sound come out of my voice, hearing my voice in my ears, and then hearing my voice come from the center field speakers. So, are you
3: able to hear that?
0: Yeah, Texas size ten four. Dude. What are you
3: talking yeah. about? What's the with the echo? You got, you got a problem? Exactly.
0: Exactly. So I've, I've also I've many times lost track of where I
3: am in a promotional read. So <laughs> they, they did that on Preston Steve once where it wasn't the echo, but they, they have uh, Preston, because he's been doing this for 30 years, can do this without a problem, which is keep talking when he can hear a delay in his own voice and not screw it up and nobody else could do it. And it's one of the funniest because I so I can only imagine you trying to do that when you're hearing your voice come out delayed from three different spots.
0: I I've learned that I can turn off my headset, so that that helps a lot.
3: Well, there you go. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> saying. Just turn off the. Keep going.
0: So, um, yeah, geez, Ryan, you were naming all your jobs. So yeah, don't feel bad for me because I continue to be the voice of Rock and Rox baseball, the the voice of UMass Dartmouth athletics. I'm doing the men's hockey team. We don't have a women's hockey team. I'm going to get on that. Uh, I do men's and women's basketball. I do football. Anywhere, anytime they need a PA announcer at UMass Dartmouth, that's me. And I'm also doing sports at Brown. I've done men's and women's hockey. Uh, We are hosting the NCAA regionals. And since I am the voice of their hockey teams, I could be doing an NCAA regional next spring. I'm excited about that. Um, Do basketball there, occasionally football, lacrosse, field hockey, uh, do soccer, you name it. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't worry about me. You can find me online if you'd like to follow my musings and ramblings. At Puckman RI. And uh, for those of you who are just being introduced to this podcast for the first time because of the subject matter, check out our website, stadiumjourney.com. We got all kinds of stuff there. Now, we're going to have to beef up our women's hockey section because all of my old uh, PHF reviews are going to go by the wayside. But that's all right. I'm looking forward to having new places to visit.
3: Allegedly.
0: Yeah, yeah, you never know. You never know. Um, if you want to, if you want to check out the Stadium Journey podcast, if you're looking for audio versions, type in H I A C Talk Radio. Wherever you look for your fire, finest, your your preferred podcast. Boy, I must be tired, man. <laughs> if you'd like to watch the podcast and look at our lovely faces? Go to go to Stadium Journey's YouTube page. We're all there. We are on social medias. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're even on the new one, vines, threads. What's it called? Threads. Threads. Thank you. I'm sorry. We should start we're a new on one threads. called vines and be on that one too. But no, we're already taken. Yeah, it already find died. us, find us at state. That's why I said it because it was a thing. Oh. Wow. You could follow us at Stadium Journey. Like, share, comment. You know how that works. Uh, so once again, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks, Melissa and Ryan, for joining us today. And so for Kelly, for Dan, and for Paul. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you, hopefully, at the rink real soon.
3: It's for Paul. That's you.